I feel like God is preparing me for this mission, but I got to keep doing purpose work. And the purpose work is going to the prisons and speak. I ain't never spoke like that in my life. Mm. And I done had some powerful messages, but it was different when I was in prison because I was there. I was them. And it was the same one I was in. Teaching people the NFL, it was sports in general. We hear so much about them dudes going broke. Why are they going broke then? You come from poverty. You worked your whole life for this. But when you get the money, nobody tells you what to do with the money. You're not around nobody that's schooling you. You're not around nobody that's gaming you. Nobody gave you the information. So in your mind, you don't think you get run through a couple hundred thousand or a couple million dollars. But guess what, bro? A couple bad purchases and a couple bad investments, a couple here I got you, you broke. So for me, being able to go into that NFL and have them conversation with them dudes, man, all them dudes, everybody in there was like, bro, here go my number, bro. Let's talk, bro. Let's talk, bro. Let's talk, bro. Like, but what people don't know is two years before that, I did three webinars for the NFL for free. You can't understand wealth if you don't understand where it came from. Mm. You can't understand where money at and where it's going if you don't understand past and how I get here. You feel me? So if you won't understand wealth, you got to know why is all of this stuff taking place. It ain't just happening for no reason. Yeah. All right. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. A very highly, highly, highly anticipated episode. I do want to say this publicly. The first time we did this, I was made a star. <laughs> <laughs> the first time. Look, man, I was doing interviews and it was doing a little something. Big Trap came to the Social Proof Podcast, and um, I had just all types of traffic coming to the page. You know, that was at a time, though, where it wasn't a lot of this. Mm. It wasn't a lot of interviews. and Right. Like, how many interviews did you do before, like, mine and Earn Your Legion? Not many. Yeah. Doing that? None. None. Yeah. I was Alex Good Energy's first interview. Yep. I think uh, M500 ain't do that. Like, it was, we just at that time. So it's possible that we created this space. Not created, but. Trendsetter. Influence, for sure. Yeah. But now it's everywhere. And uh, this is not an exclusive interview because you'd be on, like, Ellen and Tom Billu and the Breakfast Club. This is my, <laughs> but this is my favorite. This is my favorite place to be. Come on, brother. I appreciate this it. This is my favorite place to be, man. man. I appreciate it. It's been, a, it's been a lot going on since last time we talked on yep. the podcast. Yep. Um, and it's been incredible. Hell of a journey, man. 2018. Yep. 2017. What mm -hmm. were you doing? 17, I was doing iron work. 2018. I just stepped off the job. 2019. All in on teaching financial literacy. You know what you made in 2019? Um, not a lot. I probably didn't make nothing. You made something. No, I was figuring it out. 2018 and 19, you're figuring it out? Still figuring it out. I just went on with a move. So you I just made was something though. Nah, bro. Well, it wasn't nothing. So like in 2019, I was doing you could get on a call with me mm -hmm. for ninety-seven dollars. One ninety-seven. You get on a one hour call with me and you get three ebooks. And every call probably lasted two hours and 45 minutes. For, for $197. I was doing like eight of them a day. Dang. I was doing like eight of them a day. That's what my. Because in the beginning, I'm going to just be honest. Like, I didn't see nobody like me teaching stocks. Yeah. Like, it was just a bunch of pages with the content on the page. Mm -hmm. It was just a bunch of pages with. 
And I realized, because I used to DM them, because I didn't know how to create content. Mm. So I was like, hey, man, could you show me how to create this? How, 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 how you create that post? Nobody would answer me. Nobody. They would see it, but nobody would answer me. So I said, all right. I see what they not doing. Nobody's showing their face. Mm-hmm. Nobody's showing their face. Nobody is talking about the stocks. Everybody just making the post. So I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to just go live every day. Mm. And so shout out to my girl, Supercent. Mm. Shout out to Judy. Because I saw them going live every day. Every day they would go live. And every day they would just be themselves. So I felt like I know the market. Yeah. I know the game. Well, since nobody wanna help me make the content, nobody wanna give me the game. I'ma just do it. I'ma just do something they ain't doing. I was going live two, three times a day. I was going live four in the morning, two in the morning. I would let people see me researching stocks one o'clock in the morning. I would go live all during the day. Mind you, I had just walked off my job. Mm. So I was like, I ain't got nothing else to do. You know, <laughs> real talk, but tell people I know what I'm doing. I would watch CNBC all day. I, I really feel like, if I'm being honest, I 100% increased CNBC's viewing. Mm. 100%. Because I would go live with my phone Looking at CNBC, and I would be like, nope, this here. I would break it down, like, all day. So I would be going live all day because CNBC just gave me content all day. So because I didn't know how to create the content, I would go on CNBC, watch the live, and talk to them about what they doing, and then do Q&As. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I would do that every day. And this is 19. This is 2019. 2019. So, but, I mean, so you weren't. Making money, it was just, I mean, because if you make $200 calls and you're doing, if you do five a day, that's $1,000 a day, five days a week. I mean, that's yeah. five grand. That's a 20 piece a month. But I was. If it's consistent like that. It was. I'm not going to lie. It was, but it was, I was getting burnt out. Yeah. My brain, just imagine, you know, people, what happens is people start to, everybody, in the beginning, everybody has the same questions. Yeah. So I'm doing that. At least six to eight times a day, yo. And them calls is lasting two hours. Nobody's doing an hour call. <laughs> so I'm frying my brain. And because I love it, I'm <clears throat> I hang up the phone, I'll be like, damn. Got another one. Got another one. All right. Bet. So, you know, I would do that, but people are being chastised by their bad financial behaviors. And so you want somebody to show you what to do. And so I saw nobody doing this. So I was like, man, I'm going to just kill it. Gotcha. I'm going to just keep doing it. Because my goal was to just teach people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more I taught people, the more I realized. And then I had a, you know, I met somebody. My guy, he was like, bro, you got to just create the course. Just write down the questions they're asking mm-hmm. you and just create a course about it. You know what I'm saying? And so this was before everybody just had courses and stuff. Yeah. But still right now, no one uniquely has a course in stocks like none of the courses I have because all of mine are fundamentally based, meaning how to research a stock, how to find out what a stock is. How do you find out if it's a good company? How do you know if it's a bad company? How do you understand what a CEO looks like? What is the price I should pay for a stock? Like nobody has that in their information because that's the dirty work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like a lot of it. But it ain't. But it ain't. It is, trap. It ain't. And you know why That's you feel like that? No, it ain't. The problem is this, bro. Here's the issue. 
if you can put your money, if I once you figure out what a company is worth, that company can feed you for a lifetime now. So why not? Why you can't? And that's the same reason why people can't be successful in entrepreneurship. That's a lot of work. Do you want it to be easy? Because if you do, you could just go work for somebody <laughs> and they can tell you what to do the rest of your life. And then you got it easy. This is why that's this is hard too. This is why I, this is why the person who goes to work every day and clock in is the person who get taxed the most. Yeah, you know what? I uh I have myself, I'm paying myself W2. Yep. And I'm getting taxed. You get taxed the most because America says that somebody is providing that for you. So because somebody is providing that for you. They get taxed at a different rate at which you get taxed in because so of that. Pay yourself W two. Can I? Do you? Yes. You do. Yes. So your taxes, you get taxed, right? Of course, bro. Yo, and I think this is a scam. You might explain this to me. Why do I get taxed? Why do I have to pay tax to pay people? Like I got to pay, pay payroll tax, right? right? So when they get the payroll. They get taxed, but I get taxed to set that up when really before we was just kind of 1099 in it. You know what I mean? Well, you probably got to talk to a tax person on that. But my thing is always this, man. And I've always felt like America is a America is one big business transaction. Mm -hmm. So if a nickel bag is sold in a park, they want in. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact. You feel me? That's making weed legal. You feel me? Which cut, you know what I'm saying? If something gets sold, they want part of it. Like, if we being honest, bro, like, that's why drugs are illegal. It's not the fact that what they do to people is because you're selling it on, listen, cocaine and what they sell you as a pharmaceutical in the, in the store are the same drug. Mm. Painkillers, Valiums, Percocets, all that, that's dr- It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. That's drugs, bro. When you get off a of heroin, they give you methadone. 
to get off heroin. <laughs> it's another form of heroin. <laughs> right. But they can tax that one. But you can, I can tax that one. You're not giving me none of the cocaine money, bro. You're not giving me none of the heroin money. You're not giving me none of that money. So therefore, it's illegal. Mm. Think about it. The mafia sold alcohol. America wasn't getting taxed on it. How they shut it down? We just make alcohol illegal. Yeah. Put that part of the mobster's business out of business. And then they come back. They probably hire some of the mobsters. You feel like, me? Hey, hey give it a plug. <laughs> plug. America's you feel me? So bro. it's just, it ain't no, it ain't no different, bro, than understanding. And not, like, I be, I be on people now because they be like, trap. How do I avoid paying taxes, bro? I'm not. It's not my job to figure out how not to pay Uncle Sam. Yeah. That ain't what I'm going. I'm not about to waste my time doing that. What I am going to do is I'm going to find somebody that knows how to legally let me play the same game they playing. Yeah. So this is why I went bought forty acres of land. This is why we put something on the land. Why? Because I now get more tax benefits for owning the land. I get more tax benefits for putting a chick in a car or something on the land. I don't want to beat the system. I don't. Ha- you don't have to beat the system. Mm. You can literally play the game the way the system is being is designed for you to play it. Mm. I do got to ask this question, and uh, I pro- we'll get into like some the real questions. These are all real questions. One thing I don't understand, mm-hmm. and forgive my ignorance, is, and I and I would love for you to break it down and what it means. We see that people are pulling, like countries are pulling away from the dollar. Mm, okay. Right? And I've been waiting to ask someone because I can't say it publicly because people are like, oh, Dave, you first off, I'm not in financial literacy. You're not. You're an entrepreneur. I just entrepreneur. Okay, there's mad stuff I don't know about financial literacy. Facts. So I don't. I'm wait. I've been waiting for someone, and no person better to tell me what this means that people are pulling away from the U.S. dollar. All right. So this is not something that's gonna happen. So the media, social media, is a gift and a curse. Right, because you have a bunch of people that don't, and it's not me taking a shot at nobody. You have a bunch of people that don't know what's really going on, that's putting information out like they know what's going on. <laughs> I ain't taking a shot, just not at someone specific. Yeah, so they, and then you have a bunch of people who don't know what the hell is going on, and now that information scares the crap out of them mm-hmm. because they're dealing with life. Right. They're like, yo, I gotta get this job. I got to take care of these kids. Nobody got time to be worried about the people want moving off the dollar. I barely got money in a bank as it is. And now, <laughs> what, what the hell am I, You feel what I'm saying? Right, right. What you mean? Right. Bruh. So what happens is this, man. This this is realistically what is going on. So so all my, what you call your people? Social proofers? Uh, social proofers? My friends. I, ne- I need to come up with a name. Are I they social to, proofers? They're just friends. You got to give them a name. Your tribe. From now on, I, Wall Street Chopper, declare everybody who is dedicated to the Social Proof Podcast Network, you are now a social proofer. Social proofer. I I don't know if it rings. (laughs) We're going to come up with a name, though. (laughs) Hey, you're going to have a team meeting, y'all, about the name. Okay, start there. You come up with a good name. Yeah. Yes, but let's get to it. Yes, for sure. So here we go. So, like, I have the trappers. Yeah, that flows. That's lit. That's legit, bro. We trapping. I don't know if I want to be a proofer. (laughs) 
You'll be okay being a proofer, guy. You won't be a proofer. You'll be a trapper, though. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what happens is, so in uh, 1944, America became the world's first dominant currency. In 1944. 1944. What happened to make that happen? So America, the world needed one currency. So I always say this, America always had a big gun. And once they got a big gun and then they had some paper, now you got a big gun and some paper. Right. You could you could big dog any situation. America has been built and predicated on big dog in their way through. Mm. Can't deny it. They big dog slaves, the big dog big dog the Native Americans. They actually big dogged uh the British. They big dog their way through that. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Paul revealed the Red Coast are coming. The Red Coast. America big dog their way. They were like, yo, we can't fight them on the water. So they sucked the Britons in because the Britons had more boats than anybody. Mm. They sucked them in. They came on land and America used the Native Americans to demolish them. Dang. This is how America come into power. They used, America used the, the Native, Native Americans, Americans to demolish because Americans didn't know how to navigate the land. Yeah. They were still figuring that out. So this is what George Washington came, became famous because there was a written rule that, man, we getting into gangster stuff right here. So America, there was this written rule in war where if you were like a captain or something and you rode on a horse and you couldn't be shot, it was a written rule. So if you could look at all the war movies from the back, the captains and lieutenants would sit on a horse and they would send everybody in and everybody would go in and fight and then the captains wouldn't. Well, George Washington said, hell with that. The Native Americans, they got in the trees. And, and George Washington was like, yo, the ones on the horse, take them first. Whoa. Take them first. So now you got the Brits. They in the land with no captain, no head. They lost. Gangster. America like, got them? <sighs> Flood them. So now they in the land. They don't know how to get around. The big dog gone, slaughter time. Go look it oh up. Oh, my God. Go look it up, bro. Why my teacher ain't ever taught me that? Man, Your teacher taught you that? Nah, no, bro. Go look it up. It was a written rule. Like, it was like, there's like rules of engagement, rules of war. You can't kill the captain. Like, if he's sitting on a horse, he's a big dog. You don't, you don't kill him. You know what I'm saying? America was like, man, you tripping. <laughs> man, we trying to get our freedom. We trying to we trying to back away from what y'all got going on. The Red Coast, they ran the world. They had the most boats and everything. America said, bro, we can't fight them on the boats. We can't win that war. Bet, come to the land. Come so to the land. What made them go to the land? Dominant, you when you big dog, you cocky. So you can tell somebody, hey, we're gonna fight. Well, what happened was so this is why New York is so important. They was bombing New York. They was bombing New York. Bombing it. I'm talking about it was dominant. They boom, boom, boom for like a year and a half. So they thought that they was weak. But George Washington had to move everybody inward. Way, way, way inward. Way inland. So now the bombs not hitting no more. So when they came on land, got you. They ain't, oh, ain't wow. nobody coming back. So you got to come on land at some point. So they just, he lost a lot of men. But... And then what made it so gangster, bro? He did it with farmers. It wasn't no real soldiers. Mm. 
it was like farmers and people who own land. And they was like, bro, we come here for freedom. We not, we can't do that. <laughs> so when you come on land, you got a whole bunch of people with pickaxes and they got the Indians, the Native Americans, you know, they got the guns. So they hitting them, pop, knocking them off the horse. Pop, 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 done. It's over with. Ambush. Done deal. Wow. America, that's how America took them down. Real talk. Wow. So that happened. So we get full. So again, <laughs> the world, 1944, America becomes, before that, the, the, the dollar is an IOU. Hmm. Right? 1944, we signed what's called a Britain Woods Agreement. So I'm lying. 1944, yeah, we signed a Britain Woods Agreement saying that gold would be backed by the dollar. The dollar would be backed by gold. America becomes the dominant player in the world. So now the dollar is the most powerful currency. Now there's what's called foreign exchanges. I'm sorry, real quick. When it's, when we say, this is really like a history lesson for me. When, it said, when they say a dollar is backed by gold, what does that mean exactly and why did they do that? Meaning I can only, meaning now the dollar has a hard asset behind it. Let me give you an example. So let's say, this is going to be good. Let's say I go to jail and my people want to pay my bond. Well, they'll say the only way we can let them out is if you have collateral. What's the collateral? A house. Mm-hmm. So now the my freedom is associated with the value of the house. Yes. You feel me? So the dollar now becomes associated with the value of the gold. You're listening to this podcast right now, but there are a bunch of people like you that will be listening to your podcast right now. The only reason you haven't launched your own podcast is because you didn't know how. You don't know the tools. You don't know what type of camera you need. You don't know what type of microphones you need. You haven't figured out how the heck does somebody monetize a podcast. You don't know how to get your videos to look crisp and clean like the ones that go viral every single day on your timeline. The only reason you haven't started your podcast is because no one sat down and taught you how to do it. Well, July 30th and 31st, we're doing just that. PodcastSummit.com. The Podcast Summit is the premier podcasting event for all people who are wanting to start a podcast, people who have a podcast, or people that are already scaling their podcast and they're trying to take it to another level. Who's going to be there? Myself is going to be there. My co-host, Donnie Wiggins, will be there teaching business of podcasting. We have Earn Your Leisure, who started with cell phones at a kitchen table, now building an eight-figure empire. We got Angela Yee coming down from New York to teach the game. She is a legend in the industry, and we have many, many more speakers coming, okay? So listen, wherever you are in your journey, whether you haven't started yet and you just got an idea or you're already getting some traction five six figures but you're trying to take it to the next level you need to be there we got three different tracks for the beginner and the scaler go to podcastsummit.com podcastsummit.com and secure your seat right now got it that gives it it power got it without the value of the gold is worthless. Right. Because now a, you can go trade this dollar in for some gold. So this is, where we, this is where we get in trouble at. So this is where stuff get real at. So now, fast forward, now the, the dollar in all the countries. So there's, there's foreign banks around the world. Right? Central banks around the world. Foreign central banks around the world. Mm-hmm. So now they're all saying, yo, we agree that the dollar is the world <laughs> currency. Okay. We agree to do business with this dollar. Because the dollar's backed it's by backed something. by gold. Yeah. We agree. Everybody agree? Right. Everybody agree. Plus they got big guns over there. Right. 
<laughs> if I want to trade these dollars and I can get some lumps of gold, you feel so me? I'll take it. It is. So now what happens is during that same round of 70s, so Richard Nixon is in office, America is fighting inflation. Inflation is high. But then what happens is Japan, and I won't say, yeah, Japan introduces um, the Hyundai, the Hyundai, the mm-hmm. car, mm-hmm. and Germany introduces the Volkswagen. Okay. So they start selling them to America. What happens is while they selling them to America, you're now taking money and gold from America. Mm-hmm. Import, export. Yes. Right? But America at the time is fighting an inflation battle. So if America keep getting off all this money and his gold, because mind you, you can only, you can't print money like you can now. Yeah. You can only get rid of what, what you have in gold. Gotcha, gotcha. You gotcha, feel gotcha, me? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You can only get rid of, so you, you can't get rid of all your gold. Yeah. Or we broke. Yeah. So Richard Nixon comes in and said, hey, check this out. I got a, got a game plan. This is about to be gangster. I got something for y'all. We got to change the game up right quick. So America like, bro, what we going to do? He said, check it. We going to break the agreement. What agreement? We going to break the Bretton Woods agreement. Why would we break that agreement? Well, check this out. If we keep selling to Germany and Tokyo and Japan, bro, we not going to have no more gold. But if we take the dollar off the gold, then we can print as much money as we want and we can just still hold the gold. Mm. That's actually smart. That's why they call him Tricky Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call him Tricky Dicky. Nixon said, check it. I, this ain't going to work. Yeah, so they only have a certain amount of resources. We only got enough. So so let me ask you, when, when, they, when it was on the gold standard, were they... Trading cars for actual gold? No, but only for the money. Mind you, I can only print as much money as I have gold. Yes. So even though you got the money, the value is in the gold. Right. You with me? Yeah. So if I keep doing business with you, you taking all my money, and I can't keep printing money because I only got so much gold. Right. So I, so I would imagine that Richard Nixon was... Nervous that yes. one day they come and cash in. They come in on and all this gold because they got. The, mind you, the Volkswagen and the it was going crazy. Right. So all the money's going out the country. It's going out the country. And one day and we they just and we, don't, and we don't got enough. Right. We don't got enough being produced in America. Yeah. We don't got enough. We don't got enough being produced. So we got money going out. But even but we we got the cars coming in, but they taking the money. You with me? Because we selling it to them. Yes. We buying the cars. We got to get them the money. Yeah. So when they getting the money, in essence, they taking the gold. Yeah, for sure. You with me? That makes sense. That makes sense. So Nixon comes, Nixon like, bro, hey, hey, we got to, hey, we got to, we got to change something up. Mm. So Nixon says, hey, what we going to do is we going to print the money, mm-hmm. but we going to break the agreement. Because if we break the agreement, now the money ain't back to nothing. Mm-hmm. We can just keep on printing. And we can just print. We're rich forever. We're going to be rich forever. <laughs> but what happens in that situation is, and I, I, I say this and people get mad at me when I say it, but the only 
you put anybody in a situation where you can just say I give you a key to the bank, and I say, you know what, Shine, you go to this bank whenever you want, bro, mm. bro. The preacher gonna have all kind of preaching funds for the pulpits that need to be done. The only person that's not gonna use that is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everybody else going to get some money out of the bank, bro. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. So now he's just printing money, but that still was okay. That was all right. Okay. Because America then start attaching the money to all kind of other stuff, like oil. So now America, I got a big gun. This is what Saddam Hussein and yo, check this out. We're going to create, listen, if anybody want to trade oil, you're going to do that in American dollar. Oh. So we're going to call that the petrodollar. Now, of course, I know your listeners are going to come and be like, this happened, this happened, so I'm just cutting straight to the meat. Yeah, for sure. I ain't saying all the other, yeah. you know, I'm, so, Yo, this we, might be the fire's history lesson I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life, bro. I don't remember nothing from history other than the Boston Tea Party and they Which was about of, taxes too. They just put which was all about them. taxes. The people said we not paying them taxes. Y'all are tripping. So why they throw the tea in the water? That was a way of showing y'all, bro. We not paying them taxes to lose the tea. Oh, because tea was valuable at that point. We ain't paying them taxes. America been on that. So what? So America says, listen to the other countries. Y'all want to trade oil? You got to trade in American money. At the time, America's still good. Mm-hmm. I still got that big gun. I still got a big old gun. <laughs> a bust a move. I and at the you. time, Russia doing its thing with the Soviet Union. So they internal chaos going on. China's trying to rebuild. So at the time, they big dog. Nobody can't. What we doing? Mm. Don't play with me. <laughs> and I, the the fear is if you go against it, America goes to war with you. And you don't want to go to war with them. You don't want to go to war with them. Because we got a big gun. Now, people will say America lost the war in Vietnam. And I won't be I won't disagree with that, but in the history books, they got America won. <laughs> Am I lying? I don't know. I, I don't. I the Vietnamese people, Muhammad Ali, was like, "I ain't going to fight no Viet Cong. Ain't no yes. Viet Cong did me nothing." Yeah. But in the history books, America came out on top. Mm-hmm. You feel okay. me? Okay. So, what happens is now you got we not attached to gold, but now you got to buy. Oil in the U.S. dollar, which now gives America even more power because not only is it the world reserve, we got it attached to oil, but also now we can put sanctions on other countries. So a sanction is like, let's say I said, Shans, you went to Korea and we don't agree with you going over there. We're going to put a $100 million sanction on you. Hmm. That a hit? No, what happens is you got to pay a tax now. It's a penalty. Mm. But now you got to pay the penalty in American dollars. No matter what your... <laughs> Dang, bruh. What are we doing? I, yo, I didn't know America bruh, was... <laughs> they're, they're gangsters, bruh. Like, they ain't, people be thinking Americans be tripping over here. No, they put their footprint over the world, bruh. 
What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal damn no. bro and so what happens is bro they've been had stronghold for so long this ain't the first time people been trying to get up from under that american dollar Mm. Go ask Gaddafi what happened. What happened? They killed him. Real talk. Why? Because of Gaddafi. Now Gaddafi was smart, but there's a thing where overconfidence can be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. He had it set up. He had 
First of all, they have Libya has been suffering since he passed away. Now America used Osama bin Laden. I'm not uh our president Barack. Mm-hmm. America used Barack to do that, and that wasn't cool. I'm not gonna lie. They used Barack to pull that off, and I wasn't feeling that. He was a black man to kill a black man. <laughs> Don't be doing that, bro. <laughs> they set us up for the kill, bro. So Gaddafi says, first of all, he had free health care over there. Mm-hmm. His crime was low over there. And mind you, after they killed him, they enslaved his people. His people got enslaved. Y'all remember that? You remember yeah. saying that? His people got enslaved. No, you don't, Zell. You don't remember nah, that. What are you, talking you don't remember about? that? No, you don't remember that. He was nah, nine. after they after they killed. This was not wasn't long ago when Barack was in office. He ain't that old. He don't. Damn. Well, who enslaved Gaddafi's? Gaddafi. Don't oh, know, his people got, yo, that was bad. So what happens who, is wait, who's who enslaved? We'll get to that another time. Okay. So what happens was Gaddafi says, "Yo, check this out, y'all." So he go to the Muslim countries in the Middle East. He's like, "Check this out." We don't need America. That dollar is phony. It ain't backed by nothing. At the time, they $24 trillion in the hole. We got gold. But we got oil. Let's all come together as Muslim states and trade oil in what's called the dinar. Okay. We'll kick America off the throne. Mm. In, 30, in 30 days, he was dead. 30 days out of here execution style what because that would have replaced the dollar oh wow this is like a movie bro uh, this is crazy they cut him they you out of here bro bro he was but what happened was he ain't had enough support it was too early mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta let the plan simmer yeah you got to make sure you in my corner though because yeah. they coming. You can't take the big dog off the top without a wall. Mm. And they got a big gun. Yeah, 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 the gun yeah. big. <laughs> the gun big. Right. People be playing, bro. <laughs> the gun is big, bro. I'm telling you. So, China got a big gun too. Yeah. But China still, they like, they like all right, bro. Like, we can't take them by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So people always say America and China, we don't like each other. We never liked each other. We hate each other. Oh, I remember, yeah, the one dude. Uh, what was my man's name? Oh, was that China and Korea? No, yeah, that was China. The little chubby man. The, yeah, the yeah, 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 bro. They don't. They, America and China ain't never like each other. America and China ain't never. Like so they waiting to go to war with us. So they, but uh, but China's smart. They be they be doing like they be they'll throw bricks and hide their hand. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do something and. They'll hide their hand, but we know they did it. <laughs> we can't prove it. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll come out with something that said, they'll say something like, we don't got nothing to do with that, but we with the smoke. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they'll be like, we don't got nothing to do with that, but if y'all want some beef, right. we with it. Right. Like, we ain't tripping. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody shoot up your block, come yeah. Back, like, we ain't shoot your block up, but but well, if you want to go to war, <laughs> well, what's up though? You know what I'm saying? So That's where we crazy. at right now is we in a situation where Amer- the American dollar is still used 59 percent of the time around the world. Mm-hmm. It's held in 59 percent of um, international and foreign banks around the world, foreign central banks around the world. Mm-hmm. 
Next after the American dollar is the euro. So the euro is used 19%. Look at that big gap, though, from 59% to 19%. Then after the euro, it is the, um, I don't want, the yen, which is Japan. It's at 8%. And then it's the sterling at 6%. And then it's the yuan, which is the Chinese dollar at uh, 2.8%. So those are the dollars. So here's what I keep telling people right here. Right. So these countries are trying to come together, which is called BRICS. So it's Brazil, it's Russia, it's India, it's China and it's South Africa. Mm-hmm. Right. So these countries are coming together and saying, yo, we are going to um, replace the dollar. Mm-hmm. All right. But check this out. You can only have one reserve currency. It can't be a collection of com- countries. Right. Because everybody is different. Everybody's dollar is different. Sure. Right? So, and I'm not, what I don't be understanding is people in America saying, America about to fall. We, I'm not saying I'm a, I'm not saying America. We have a traumatic relationship with America. But where else you going to go live at, fam? <laughs> where are you going to go? People don't want you in none of them other countries, fam. Yeah. Where you going to live at? So you won't see America fall so bad, but where you going? Yeah, it wouldn't be a good. Where thing. you going? <laughs> you feel me? I'm not being so people gonna be. I, I can't wait to see the comments. All right. Where you going? Right. You feel me? We don't capitalism. It's such an America is a mixture of capitalism and socialism. Without getting into the nuances of it, but capitalism says that you can be broke and you come here and you can be a millionaire. You can't do that in a lot of countries. Yeah, for sure. Wait, you barely making it here. Mm-hmm. Where you gonna go? China got dictatorship. You can't just start no business. Yeah, it got to be how we see fit. Yeah. Where you going? <laughs> Question for you, where would you go? If I had to go somewhere? If you had to go somewhere, where would you go? Um, I don't know. I never put no thought into it. I mean, let's just... Maybe Turkey. Okay, I'm going with you. I'll probably go to Turkey. Just know, if I anything heard, ever happened, I'm going... I heard Turkey is cool. I got my new answer. So if anybody ever say, yo, if America had work, I'm going to Turkey. Yeah, go to Turkey. Mean? Why? Um, quality of living is better. Mm-hmm. The quality of living is better. Um, it's a healthier place. Um, I, I, haven't, I haven't got into the economics of it yet. But just the quality of living, the uh, the things that's going on over there is peaceful. Yeah. It's peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not go to Dubai. No, I see a lot of people trying the Dubai move. That ain't gonna work. I would not go to Dubai. It's too expensive. Yeah, too expensive. Boy. There's not even freedom of religion over there. You you gonna be Islamic? You got which to I be. study Islam. All I don't right. Saudi Arabia. I would go to Saudi Arabia. But is that, that there's no freedom of religion there either, though. But I'm Islamic, so that don't bother me. Right. But you could be, you could. I, be I study. No, <laughs> listen like, to me, bro. So I study Islam, bro. But Islam is an amazing way of life, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not what people think it is, man. Right. It's not what people think it is, man. Like it actually helps you be a better man or woman, bro. It put principles and values on you. I'd imagine. You know what I'm saying? Like the, one of the biggest issues that we have in America is, bro. Nobody ain't got no principles or values. Yeah, that's a fact. Everybody's just living a life how they want to live their life. They're doing whatever you want to do. And ain't no, and it's there's no justification behind it. There's no consequences behind it. Mm-hmm. 
the way it's supposed to be. So you start to understand like women are supposed to conduct themselves a certain way. Like you get a husband not by showing how fat your ass is. You get a husband not. You get a husband by all you be seeing is your eyes and your top of your face and your head. So you get a you get a man who gonna appreciate you for the woman that you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He don't even get to fall in love with the the titties and the ass mm. and the hips and the toes and all. He get to look at your face and get to fall in love with your spirituality and your intellect. Yeah, what's wrong with That's that? Lit. That's lit. You feel me? What's wrong with that? As a man, like bro, if you marry, I can't look at your wife. A certain way yeah. I can't it's look at your way. wife With lust in No with lust in my eyes We're not right. doing that Right That's You know what I'm saying So I mean It can be extreme In certain ways But bro At the core of it It's straight bro Respect me Respect my wife Respect my kid Respect You know what I'm saying Like believe in God Whatever you believe in Just believe in a higher power It's just Allah gotcha. Pray more Connect to God more mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Like if you doing good Give What's wrong with that I don't see nothing wrong with that. So, uh, and Saudi Arabia is, but still, even if if a if a country dictates what God you believe in, they don't dictate God. God no. is God is God. But but you can't practice the way like a uh, like a Buddhist can't go over there and be like, yo, Buddha, that's what I'm into. Why why wouldn't you? That's just not your. You just ain't gonna fall under the laws of Islam. No, but what I'm saying is there are like you. Certain countries, like specifically, uh, I think it's Dubai. Yeah, like Dubai. So you it, have to like. It's not like against the law, bro. But so, it's but a I'm dominant saying, religion. No, but some countries, it's well, against, some countries could yeah. be against the law. But I know it's not like that there. No, it's the dominant religion. There's still yeah. Christians there. Gotcha. It's dominant religion just means that more people there are into that way of life. Gotcha. Okay, you know okay. what I'm saying. But okay. we go back to the dollar. That was a really good. Uh, you like that? That was a good little segue that we had in there, though. That was a good segue? Yo, you know what? I I really thought we were going to talk about something way different. That's what I like about you, bro. <laughs> you know why? Because I told somebody this. So I was telling, matter of fact, I was telling Nat this. Mm-hmm. I said, you cannot be a great podcaster or interviewer if you're basing the questions off of what you've premeditated put together, what you've premeditated. Because you're trying to dictate the conversation in a flow that it shouldn't be. That's a fact. I, and I told her this. I said, if you watch Shans and you watch Oprah and you watch these great, great interviewers, they may start off with a question, but they let the conversation take a body of its yeah. own. And because you're so good at being a conversationalist, you know how to make the conversation flow. The conversation isn't about David Shands trying to outshine Wall Street Trapper. It's about David Shands putting Wall Street Trapper in the right position to give his audience context and value. That's what a great podcaster, a great interviewer is supposed to do. You don't don't give me 10 premeditated questions that you got (laughs) because you boxing the conversation in. That's a fact. You let the person flow. Yeah. And if they get off, then you, hey, let's bring it back. Da, 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 da. Come on, man. Stop teaching podcasting. That's my, oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Anyway. Okay. No. So they're, they're saying now, now what we're seeing in the news is, okay, we want to do what Gaddafi had planned. Okay. Boom. So BRICS is the name of yep. it. So what happens? Hold on. Uh, let me just. Britain. Brazil. Okay. Brazil. Russia. Russia. India. India. It's a C, uh, not China. China. 
Can't forget about them. All right, y'all. Chill out. Chill out. South Africa. Saudi Arabia. South, South Africa. South, South Africa. Africa. South Africa. Okay. So the goal is for them to take the dollar off of, take the world off, create another currency where the dollar isn't as dominant. Right. What I need people to understand is that doesn't happen in a year. That doesn't happen in three years. We talking about a 10 year, that has to happen in a decade. Mm. That has that that takes 10, 15 years to happen. Yeah. It doesn't, you don't you will not wake up tomorrow and your dollar ain't no good no more. <laughs> but what happens is you got people that's pushing that. that it ought to be over with soon. It's 15 years from now. Right. 20, if that happens. Yeah. But now what has to happen is this, bro. Let's say that does take place. Let's say bricks does take place. And they've been doing it. It's, it's, it's not new. Mm-hmm. Let's say it does take place. Now what happens is, now, now the internal conflict happens. Mm-hmm. Because who now becomes the most dominant currency? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, or do they create one together like a, uh, like a joint venture? All right. So what are we backing it by? Just the gold? Who the gold coming from? South Africa? Well, I'm the dominant currency. Oh, I win. Y'all need me. But I guess if one of these countries don't have gold at all. Okay, so let's talk about that, right? So, Russia. So, hold on. Every currency has to be backed by something. It has to be. What is worth? It's not worth none. But the U.S. dollar isn't backed by anything. It's backed by, it's attached to the petrodollar. Okay. Which is oil. backed by oil. Okay. So, watch this. This is where, so now, what people don't know is this. America is, right as of right now, the largest manufacturer of oil. Okay. That's what people don't know. I didn't know that. I th- honestly, I thought it was like Saudi Arabia or something. America, people don't know that. But what happens is Saudi Arabia is the biggest, like, so it's, it's a process that it has to go through, mm-hmm. Right. Saudi Arabia sits at the table of OPEC and Saudi Arabia dictates the prices of oil. Who's OPEC? Oh man, that's the oil cartel. That is the nations that come together. It's 12 nations that come together and dictate what you gonna pay for oil. Now, now we getting a little deeper. So now you might be the smartest person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> this is crazy because I'm asking him a question. I'm expecting him to not know the full answer. But how do you know it's twelve people? That's crazy. Bro. So like, the dope part about this is this: the reason why I love it is not because I'm smart; it's because it reminds me of the streets, dog. Mm. I love the streets. <laughs> I love it. I've played that game my whole life, so anything yeah. that reminds me of it, I like to see it unfold. Yeah. And that's how I relate to it, bro. Now I may have some little nuances, but I relate to it because I understand. Oh y'all, oh y'all coming together to take over. Oh y'all about to set the price over here. So watch this, though. Watch this. Let me let me get a shameless plug right quick. That's why everybody need to tap into Trapping Tuesdays every Tuesday, seven o'clock p.m. Eastern on the Wall Street Looks Like Us Now Network. Every week we give a history lesson. Mm. So you can understand money. The way to understand money, shout out to Myron Goldman, you can't understand wealth if you don't understand where it came from. Mm. You can't understand where money at and where it's going if you don't understand past and how I get here. You feel me? So if you want to understand wealth, you got to know why is all of this stuff taking place. It ain't just happening for no reason. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's deeper than what you see on social media. So for me, because I've always loved war and politics, because war and politics is what run the streets, mm. it's easy for me to tap into. I'm probably the only person in school I paid attention in civics class. Mm. Because it reminded me of, oh, that's what, that's why they, they make laws for this. They make, oh, this political laws. Oh, this is global laws. Because you understand, like, terrorists. I'm going to get to So terrorists. Terrorists are... If you bring in oil over here, I'm gonna put a tax on it mm-hmm. for you to hustle over here. Mm-hmm. Well, in the streets, that's you paying draft, right? So, Shane, you wanna come hustle in my hood? I bet you gotta pay me taxes, draft for you to hustle over here. If you don't wanna pay me draft, you can't hustle over here. So, you might be like, trap, I ain't paying you no draft. Boom, let's go to war then. Mm-hmm. I take over the whole block if I kill all y'all. Right. <laughs> right. It's my block now. Right. Ain't nobody paying terror. Matter of fact, now you gonna pay me. Also, here now you pay me. That's how that's how the world Man. operates, bro. Bro, the streets are a mini version of what's going on in the world. Unbelievable. I promise you. All right, so tariffs. I mean OPEC. So watch this for Saudi Arabia. This is why. I, so I told people on Trapping Suit. I said, Yo, Saudi Arabia is the most important piece of this puzzle. Here's why. So Saudi Arabia controls the oil that's in. They control it. They the big dog. They have $450 billion of cash sitting in the country. Watch this. Okay. Watch this. As a cash reserve, like as a bank account, the country has $450 billion in cash. You feel me? Yes. So watch this. Saudi Arabia says, yo, we want to build a new high-tech city. You saw it. It's going to span... Five football fields. It's going to be a wall. It's going to be a high-tech city. You saw it on Instagram. It's going to be a line. It's going to span five football fields. It's going to be the most high-tech city in the world. It's going to cost them, I think, a trillion dollars or something like that. Mm. So guess what they said? Bet. Price of oil going up. OPEC. Raises the price of oil to pay for Saudi Arabia's new city, uh, the new project. And he need the price of oil to be at that price for five years. Mm. I'm not about to spend the money that my country has in cash. Right. Why would I do that? I control the oil. I dictate these prices. Hold on, they control the oil, but we're the biggest producer of the oil. So America hasn't tapped into its oil. I don't know what Joe Biden them doing over here, bro. <laughs> they be on the wrong level, bro. I don't. Joe is definitely not like I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, but I just know he not the guy. He ain't it. He ain't the one. Now what? So now I'm gonna go on this tangent about Trump. We're here, Let's let me go, go on a tangent about Trump Let's right go. quick. So Donald Trump told America this. You cannot be. So let's let's start back a little bit. Let's go back a little further. So Donald Trump is not old money. Mm-hmm. He's actually fairly new money. He's second generation money. Mm-hmm. So when you think of people like the Kennedys, the Bushes, that's old money. That's American made money mm-hmm. right there political money that's been tied in for generations. Donald Trump, not that. Donald Trump come from my daddy got money and then I got money because my daddy got money. I'm trying to get into the generational wealth thing. 
You know, my daughter and them got money, but we ain't that far. So old America don't rock with Donald Trump. That's what people don't realize. Like, he is 1% the typical white man in America. But he woke, Donald Trump has always tried to do the politic thing. So he made his money from real estate, 100%. But the billionaires don't respect him like they respect everybody else because his money ain't 5 billion cash. His money, he ain't a billionaire in cash. He got leveraged money. He got, he don't all have, it's leveraged. It ain't hard assets all the time, yeah. right? It ain't all his money. The building may be worth this, but he still got a whole bunch of loans on the building. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't like Bush money. That's old money. Rockefeller money, old money. It's liquid. It's, I'm liquid. They don't rock with him like that. So, and I tell people this about this dude, bro. He couldn't have won any other election but that election against Hillary Clinton. Why you say that? They just come off back to back black a black man as president. America's not about to put, and there's nothing against women. Women one day will be the president, but you're not gonna go from back to back black presidents to a white woman as president. Mm, so if he ran against, he ran against. Wasn't Joe in that in that race? Bernie Sanders was in that race. Bernie Sanders. You know about he about to croak. He was about to die. <laughs> He's not about to let Bernie run the country yeah, he was over, he But was Bernie over. makes sense All right. It's the only election Donald Trump could have won mm-hmm. But watch this though In 1994 Donald Trump said something to America He said yo the Republicans are stupid If I was to ever run for president I would run for president as a Republican mm-hmm. He said this He runs for president as a Republican And wins mm-hmm. So check this out America, Donald Trump told America, you cannot be great. You cannot be the great America that we all know of if you have all of your resources and infrastructure getting made in China. You can't be great. Okay. All of the big companies in America, all y'all getting y'all stuff produced in China. All right. If you do not change, we will be the weakest company in the country in the world. Because what happens when China takes away their products from us? Uh, then we're vulnerable. So we're vulnerable now. He told Apple. So if you don't remember when, when, when Trump was in office, he was beefing with Apple. He was like, bro, y'all got to get that stuff from over there. You got to mm. get that. You got to get them. But what happens with America is America loves cheap labor. They like to get stuff for cheap, bring it over here, skyrocket the price. Yeah. If you do, if uh, if Apple gets this stuff made in America, the iPhone will probably cost us three thousand dollars. Right. You feel me? It'll cost us more money because the cost of producing something in America is higher than the cost of producing in China. Yeah. But Donald Trump said, in order for y'all to be a great country, we gotta create stuff in America. You gotta create it in America. Gotcha. It's the only way you become stable. Hmm. Without that stability, without that infrastructure, bro, you cannot and will not be a great country. But what China did is go to Jamaica. China build all the roads in Jamaica. Mm. Go to these other countries. China's over there building roads. China's building the infrastructure in all these countries, bro. China's smart. They go and build roads everywhere. Yeah. I've never heard of a Chinese Jamaican until I went to Jamaica. And it, I was like, a Chinese Jamaican? Chinese Jamaican. That is a thing. Is it? I was like, what? <laughs> How is this possible? I seem like so far on the spectrum. Bruh, but they there. Yeah. So 
So Donald Trump told all the countries in America that he said, yo, y'all got to start building stuff in America. And if you don't start building stuff in America, yo, we weak. Mm-hmm. We weak. And so Apple's like, man, you tripping. But guess what Apple doing right now? Trying to build stuff in India. They pulling out of China. Right, right, right. Everybody trying to pull out of China. But Trump told all that years ago. Now, I'm not from him. But the problem with people is we hate the person so much and disregard the message. For sure. So you got a mega hat? Hell no. No, he's, he's a <laughs> oh, he a clown, right? He a clown. I call him Orange Face. <laughs> Be like, man, Orange Face tripping, man. But watch this though. Watch this though. There's a good chance that Donald Trump actually beat Joe Biden as the president. Oh, he's going back. No, I don't think he'll go back. They're not gonna let him go back. That's why he got these charges right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He in trouble. But watch this. He's not. You don't just say the people cheated you. For no reason. Mm-hmm. Put our feelings aside. He's probably the most influential politician outside of Barack Obama. I agree with that. He's probably the most influential. But it's no way. Bro, we wouldn't have ran on a White House if Barack would have told us. <laughs> nah, B. <laughs> OB. <laughs> You bugging my boy. You bugging my boy. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to run up on that thing, partner. Right. We out here. We niggas. You tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you tripping. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. So, one, it's not a big deal that we're off the the, the dollar. We not we're, off it, We're though. not off the dollar, but it's I not mean, as big a deal it's not going to affect us now. It's not going to affect us now, but we're not off it, and it takes time. But here's the thing, too, though. you got to be willing to go war to war with America. Yeah. Because America not going to just let you take the number. What, they going to just lay down? Are we still strong? Yeah, bro, we got the biggest military. We got the strongest military in the world. Do we? Okay. Hands I mean, down. It just don't seem like don't nobody be want to fight. We can't even. Yeah, don't anybody. Don't nobody want to, like, do construction no more, even. Nah, Yo, bro. look. As, so let me ask you. The, pers- the people that built out your studio. Mm-hmm. Old or young? They old. What you mean? Did you have some people doing construction at your nah, studio? We just painted stuff and stuff. Oh nah, well, the painters, old or young? Uh, middle aged. Nah, they was old. Nah, man. <laughs> yo, like, yo, you can't find no young person to do no construction, bro. What are they lazy? I'm, I'm talking about the, the, the guy in my first building, the guy that. Did my AC unit, 75 years old. I'm talking about get up in the, shouts out of my man Frank. And yo, and yo, and the people that did, yo, it's older people. That's all, that I, I'm saying all that to say, there's not a lot of people in America that even, we don't have that pride of fighting anymore. Yes, they do. Hard work. No, Ooh. they do. Bro, people, bro, listen. Them people love fighting for this country, bro. Who? We, you got to get out the hood. You got it, bro. Where is this American pride that... Bro, they got... Go look at all them soldiers that's enlisting, bro. Them dudes is going fight for America, bro. I'm going to go find some stats. Can we bring the mic down a little bit? Them dudes is fighting for America, America, man. man. People are fighting for America. People love this country, man. Amer... Okay. Military... Military enrollment... Go look at it, it. Bro, it got to be down, bro. I mean, I'm not saying it ain't down. But people love fighting for this country, man. America the great. 
So, well, this was this, this is an article this year. First, the number and maybe it's not qualifications or something like that. What is that? But first, the number of young people who are eligible to serve in the military dropped precipitously last year from an already low figure of 29% to a shocking 23%, largely due to the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Bro, people love fighting for America, bro. Really? Yes, indeed. It's a badge of honor. I'm not going to go fight for it. All right, look. This was, okay, March 20th, 2023. But I'm going to pay my taxes. The Army is facing unprecedented recruiting conditions due to a combination of factors, including the current robust labor market, intense competition for talent with the private sector, and an ongoing decline in the segment of America's youth that are qualified and interested in serving in the military. So you know what they're going to do? You know what they're going to do? people to serve. Draft. Draft. Yeah. If we go to war... Which has to happen if we be if we get off the if we don't become the so here's what people don't understand too if we I got high blood pressure so if we that don't matter Joe Joe bro that don't matter I can't that don't matter it do matter high blood pressure man that don't matter bro you gotta have they gonna hit you with it get over there I'm almost forty though (laughs) I'm fighting age huh front line I'm I'm fighting age huh nah bro you fighting age bro. Ah, so are you then? Of course. You going? I got a criminal record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're I not going to let me fight for the country. I'm not eligible. I know I got some speed tickets or something. <laughs> 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 Yo, look at all these tickets, man. I do not buy by this. No, nah, that's how they going. But that's what it is. So what happens is, bro, like, in order to, in order to then be, become, so worst case scenario, let's say America is not the number one country no more. You think they're gonna just give that up? No, I mean I think I think it probably take a while, but it's not gonna maybe be, not in our lifetime. We're gonna be at war. We gotta go to war for that. Because watch this: all we know is the America that's the superpower. Mm-hmm. We don't know the America that's number two. We don't know how that America looks. We don't know how that America responds. We don't know how the world treats that America. What could happen? Worst case scenario. Well, so let's say. Let's say China becomes the number one country in the world. Let's just say, first of all, the reason why China can't become the number one country because nobody trusts China. Yeah. That's first. Let's just start there. <laughs> why they be doing sneaky stuff? Yeah, they worse than America. <laughs> but they are worse than America. So the, cur- the currency is only used at, at 3.8% across the world. Mm-hmm. All the countries in the world, it only makes up 3%. And the biggest percent of that is in Russia. Putin. Bro, nobody don't trust you either. That's why you got to link up with China. Mm. You feel me? Mm. So, first of all, you got to get the world to trust China to for their currency to be dominant. Mm-hmm. Nobody trusts China. All right? The next option would be Europe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At 30, at 19%. So, now you got to ask yourself, who going to go to war with America? And I'm not saying the fall is not going to happen, mm-hmm. but the fall has to be met with war. Because if it's not met with war, here's what happens. So let's say I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this scenario. Let's say you big dog. You big dog. I'm coming after you. Yeah. Once I take you over, I need to make sure you don't come back to big dog spot. So now, remember I told you about them sanctions. Mm-hmm. So they may put sanctions on. I'm gonna say t- chance. Anything that comes from your tribe, yo, like y'all gotta pay me fifty percent of it for the next Dang. forty years. 
You gotta keep you weak, just enough. Gotta to keep. Breathing. I gotta keep you just enough to breathe, but I gotta make you weak. So then people put their sanctions on America. So now when you got sanctions on you, guess what? We can't grow. We can't grow. We get no economic growth. We have no job growth. We have no. Now the people who got wealth gonna really be holding on to their wealth, and the poor people gonna really get it. Mm. Because now the economy can't grow. The jobs ain't where they used to be. So that America now becomes harder for all the people who saying America about to crash anyway. It becomes worse for you because you probably ain't got no money. Mm. All right. So where does where's Bitcoin come into play? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe that that is like an nope. answer to a problem? I don't, man. I think uh, I think it's an asset class that should be invested in. But so let me ask you a question. So I know all the Bitcoin people gonna get at me right now, right? Even though I have money invested in Bitcoin, a lot, like a hundred, the it is still, and I could be wrong, but it's still attached to the dollar. What do you trade your Bitcoin for? Other Bitcoins. <laughs> Other coins. <laughs> Where's the value at? Where's the value at? If you trade a Bitcoin for another Bitcoin, if you sell a Bitcoin for something else, what is it? What is the value in exchange for what? Hmm. Grass? Oatmeal? <laughs> Rubber? <laughs> the value is the what? The dollar. Which ain't backed by nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying, so I know the, I can't wait to see the comments, but I want what is it? What is the stored value? It don't have none. So the Bitcoin goes up and down based on what you're willing to pay me for. All right. That's what it goes up and down on. Mm-hmm. Based on what someone is when nobody wanna buy it, goes down. Somebody wanna buy it, goes up. Stocks are based on value of a business. All right. What is the Bitcoin based on? I own it though. So I'm not talking down on right. it, but it's based on the dollar. Yeah. It's based on the dollar. Dang. Uh, we learned about money today, y'all. We learned about money today, man. Golly. How we feeling? Huh? How we feeling? I feel enlightened. Okay. And I feel I want to learn more about money. And then, like, I want to go down a rabbit hole of, like, credit and where people get all this money from. How, why why is it would you give somebody would you give somebody that only paid back like half of the people let the, let them borrow some money some money no but there's companies that are saying yo we want to we want to fund people okay your credit is 650 630 we got you it ain't 700 because some people you ain't paid back but we want to give you some money so give us a shot and i don't understand that well, you got to realize they it's the American way to loan money because America is what? $31 trillion in a hole. But but what people do? They still loan money. They still print money. Think about this. America, $31 trillion in a hole. They have a debt, a deficit, a U.S. deficit of, they have, in 10 years, they have to pay $800 billion. This year, they're struggling to pay $80 billion. But guess what we did? Sent Ukraine eighty six million billion dollars. <laughs> Say it one more time, Trap. Say it one more time so I understand it. I need to digest this because it sounds stupid. It is. 
It is. <laughs> it's one hundred percent is, bro. It is. All right, say it again. Explain. All right. So we have what's called a debt ceiling. So American only borrow so much money over a certain amount of time, and they have to pay the interest back on that money. They have to pay some of that money back. So America has to pay eight hundred billion dollars in the next ten years. Eight hundred billion in the next ten years to who? The creditors. Okay. Who are the creditors? Everybody. Back to creditors from America or people. So it's everybody. So America creditor goes to. So China has credit, but mostly it's America. So our biggest debt is to ourselves, which comes in the form of Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare. So we are in debt to our people. Yes. Now, watch this. They're going to cut that. And then just say one day, hey, we ain't paying y'all. 100%. Because America, <laughs> American <laughs> people, American people have, um, we make up 33% of the debt. Oh, yeah, they, oh, we got to hold that up. You, you want to live here? We got. So what happens is they're going to cut Medicaid. They're already talking about it. They already talk about cutting Medicaid. They're talking about cutting Social Security. They're talking about cutting Medicare already. They have to. Mm. Because if they cut that, that brings the debt down. Mm. And then the rest of it is Japan, Japan and China. So I think Japan owes, we owe China, China has like, they buy bonds from America. Mm. So America sells bonds. So it's simply me saying, Shans, I won't build a studio. I don't got the money, but I'm going to write an IOU. I'm going to write this bond. So, Shans, you give me, let's say I have 10 bonds for $1,000 a piece. Mm. So, that's $10,000 in bonds. So, each bond costs $1,000. So, you say, I say, Shans, I need $10,000. I'm going to give you this bond. So, you say, look, I'm going to sell you this bond. You'll give me $1,000. That's $5,000 because you buy five. I'm going to give you 5% on each bond every year. Mm. And then on the third year, I'm going to give you your money back. Right. That's a bond. Yeah. So you give me $5,000. Um, we'll just say 10% to make people know what it is. You give me $5,000. That means every year I'll give you $500. Yeah. That's 10% all together. Right? I'll give you $500. And then on the third year, I'll give you the 5000 back. Yeah. That's bonds. Yeah. That's how bonds work. Mm -hmm. So America... Gives those bonds out. So China owns eight hundred fifty-eight billion. Golly. Tokyo owns, I want to say, six hundred and something billion, and then banks and stuff in America own the rest. Mm. Right. So America just prints out money, and then our Federal Reserve. So that's what people don't know as well. The Federal Reserve isn't a part of the American government. It's an individual entity that lives in America. So the six mm. families who created America, the J.P. Morgans, the Citibanks, those peoples. So this is game right here. You should read this book called The Jekyll, The Creature from Jekyll Island. I keep telling people to read this book. Creature from Jekyll Island. It is Island. one of the most fascinating books in the world. Let me write it down. Hold on. So what is what is it called? What is, what's it about? It talks about the Federal Reserve that was came into fruition in 1914. The Creature from Jekyll Island. It's a big book. It's bigger than the Bible. Yo, bro, uh, you read the whole thing? Of course. Of course. Of course. Over a one-year time span. 
Okay. You need a book, bro. That's how I know so much. So the six families that created America. Why not the books you read, though? The families that created America, they tricked America. They were smart. <laughs> they was dope. They went to America and said, listen, you focus on going to war. Let us focus on the money. Mm. We got you. Then they signed a deal. So for the rest of those families' lives, their family gets dividends from the profit that America makes. Dang. How you got a whole country indebted to your family? That's wild. It's gangster stuff. You get out of life not what you deserve, but what you can negotiate, brother. That's a fact. And once it's written, it's written. The pen is always mighted in the soil, bro. That's a fact. Goodness gracious. Hey, um, all right. In a, I know I probably used up my uh, my my trap time. So maybe right, in a man. few months we could actually because I want I bro, I want to know how how it's been like going to the Breakfast Club twice and putting up numbers and all the pressure because you went from 2017 working a job, 2018 you leave, probably struggling. 2019, I would imagine your first six or not first, but a couple hundred thousand maybe My that first. year. No, because you was making six figures on your job, right? No, you said like seventy thousand. No, I was making it, but that was you got to realize that was gross. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So you make one hundred twenty-four thousand, but you might bring home seventy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I said. But two thousand, two thousand. 19, probably a couple hundred thousand, right? 2020, millions. 21, millions. 22, millions. I know you. And that is not an easy thing to manage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's not. You had a social proofers looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, proofers, don't run up on them. But that's, I mean... And so we talking learn, about that? Or are we are we exiting? We gotta exit. All right. Can we only, talk about it a little only bit? Because, huh? Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's talk about it a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. Um, um single man. Yeah. Not only the money, mm-hmm. but also the fame, notoriety, celebrities that you only used to watch on TV or listen to in music, hitting your line like trap, I need to know. Mm-hmm. You used to watch the game of football and now you're coaching the teams. In mm-hmm. their finances. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's not. It is. It's purpose work. It doesn't make it not a lot. It's not a lot, bro. So you, I ask myself, you know, like, I'm on a mission. And my mission is to change the world in my way. Mm. And that is not excluding anybody. So from going on tour with Eric Thomas, I felt like God put me in certain situations over time to help me prepare me for my next level. Mm-hmm. So one thing I am is obedient when it comes to my relationship with God. And I don't care what, like I don't have nothing against nobody else's beliefs, but for me, I felt like from getting shot, from being homeless at a certain age, going to prison, getting found out guilty on charges that people getting sink, sunk on, um, I feel like God has always been there giving me his grace waiting for me to get it right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like God has just been waiting for me to get it right. And so I feel like once I got it right, God was like, nah, it's time. And so you go through relationships, some relationships good, some relationships bad, some friendships you think friendships, they're really not. 
but they all are necessary to get you where you got to go, which is why you asked me earlier, bro, how you feel? I say, bro, I feel good. I feel amazing because I never look at a friendship that didn't last like a friendship that went against me. I learned something from it. It was good for that part of my journey. Um, any business deals I've done that didn't go right, it was I don't get mad about them because it was good for me for that part of my journey. And now I know how to do the next one right. And so I feel like everything I've been through is preparing me for something that's so big. Bro, I'm going to tell you all something. I I just said this to my people. I like everybody who I looked up to and admired, they're all in my phone now. Mm. Except for one person, T.D. Jakes. And he just started following me on Instagram. Come on, man. You feel me? Like everybody from Eric Thomas, even you, bro. I told you. When I, I said, bro, I was reading your book two years before. I knew everything about you. You my bro now. I'm like, bro, I, you went to the gas station. You ain't know where to go between the gas station and turn around. I told you. I had the book. I bought it twice. Mike Rashid, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? So Inky Johnson, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? People that I really looked up to in my, in my dark ages, in my dark times, bro, they're in my phone now. Charlemagne, bro, that's my, what's up, bro? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like God is preparing me for this mission, but I got to keep doing purpose work. And the purpose work is, yo, going to the prisons and speak with, with E.T. E got me in a prison. And before I knew it, B was there. Like, bro, I ain't never spoke like that in my life. Mm. And I done had some powerful messages. But it was different when I was in prison because I was there. Yeah. I was them. You know what I'm saying? And it was the same one I was in. Oh, wow. The youth study. So between 11 and 13, I went here twice. I told them that. 16, I left here, went across the streets, uh, adult prison. So I'm, I'm like, this is it for me. So, but teaching people the NFL is because we hear so much about them dudes going broke. You know what I'm saying? When, well, why are they going broke then? Well, you come from poverty, and I just NFL, but sports in general. You come from poverty, you worked your whole life for this, but when you get the money, nobody tells you what to do with the money. You're not around nobody that's schooling you. You're not around nobody that's game you. Nobody gave you the information. So in your mind, you don't think you can run through a couple hundred thousand or a couple million dollars. But guess what, bro? A couple bad purchases and a couple bad investments, a couple here I got you, you broke. For sure. So for me, being able to go into the NFL and have them conversation with them dudes, man, all them dudes, everybody in there was like, bro, here go my number, bro. Let's talk, bro. Let's talk, bro. Let's talk, bro. Like, but what people don't know is two years before that, I did three webinars for the NFL for free. Mm. During the pandemic, my dude show hit me up. He said, say, bro, man, look, I've been watching you. Man, you you mind teaching me? I was like, I don't mind, bro. He hit me up. He said, bro, look, I got like six of us. How much you going to charge? I said, man, I ain't going to charge y'all nothing. Just during the pandemic. I did it three times for him. I ain't never charged him nothing. 2023 come, hey, bro, we got a bag for you. It ain't from us. It's going to come from NFL itself. Okay. Bet. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't feel like it's pressure because this what I do. Nobody don't watch more. Nobody don't read more books than me. Mm-hmm. Nobody don't watch more, consume more finances and financial literacy, education when it comes about stocks and investing than me. Nobody. Nobody, not really real life. Last year, the market was down 33%. Guess what? In the first deep recession, Wall Street Travel beat the stock market by 17%. That's better than 97% of the people that's so-called professionals on the stock market. And I did it every week on Trapping Tuesday, showing people what I was doing. We also did another $100,000 just in options 
and I and I only did three or four plays last year. This year we up another one hundred twenty five thousand from January to now, showing people every week why. Because I'm confident in the homework and I live this. So you got people who just make content to sell some. I make content to free people, and I don't just mean that from the figurative sense. I mean it literally, bro. Like I read two two books a day, two books a month, plus two Audible books, plus listening. I'm writing down. I read and write at the same time. I know the power because I know what it did for me once I learned how to invest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. That ain't even no pressure to me because I'm going up that being me. Now, if I got to go do an interview and they say, I need you to be the best version of David Shans, it's pressure because I'm a fail. Mm. I need you to be the best version of Ian, 19 Keys, I'm a fail because I don't know how to be them. Yeah. I can walk on Wall Street Trapper authentically, bro. But there has been some, um, there are some times where you are figuring out who Wall Street Trapper was. But that ain't had nothing to do with the information. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. You always had the information. Yeah. So you the thing was, what I was figuring out was, how do I fit in this? And truly, it was, damn, do I belong right here? Mm-hmm. And that—that's where I want to go. You feel me? Because there are some people watching this that are, their season is coming up. Yeah. And I think for everybody, you, everybody, anyone that's been successful had a season. Jay Z, work, 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 work. He had a season. Never let go of that season. That's it. Diddy, work when he's dancing in videos, work, 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 work. You have a season. And you just have to prepare yourself for that season. But some people get the season and don't handle it because, or don't know how to handle Mm -hmm. it because you've been down for so long and all you can remember is being down, Mm -hmm. right? You're not enjoying the moment, not enjoying the moment, but respecting the season. Always say there's a maturity to be able to handle it. Always say there's a residue of poverty. Mm -hmm. There's a residue that where we come from, it, it sits up on us and we don't feel like we work. But that's this what happens too when I'm, and I'm going to be grateful for me. I'm, I'm going to thank Marcus and I'm going to thank Neil for this because I didn't want, after I moved back to New Orleans, I didn't want to leave. Mm. And Marcus and Neil told me, say, bro, you got to get, you. Nah, bro, I got so, I had something to do with that. No, you did too. You ain't just about to put that. In. You did. No, hold no, up. Man, wait up. Let's, wait up. Let's not do that. I will. Oh, right. I will. Oh, all right. I took the disassessment. All right. Oh, all right. I will. Yeah, My on, bad. Man. My bad. You know I forgot about that. <laughs> I know. I forgot about I'm that. To remind you. I got to re- So I took the disassessment, <laughs> and Shan said, "Bro, you got to get out of New Orleans. You you need to get from down there." And I was like, "Dang, you right, bro." And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to move, bro. I said, I'm going to move, bro. I'm going to move, bro. And then, like, right after that, Neil, it was like, y'all hit me back to back to back. It was like, bro, you got to come from down there. So, yep, you, Marcus, and Neil. And then I was like, all right, you know what? Let me get out here. And so when I got out here, I gave up my condo. Mind you, this is my first condo in New Orleans. I'm like, bro, I got a condo. I'm in New Orleans. This is lit. I got floor to ceiling glass. This is it. But when I got out here, what I realized was there was more people I could have a successful conversation with. It was more people who were willing to say, hey, man, this is what we doing. This is what we doing. And it became inspiration to me to see people move in a certain way. So the reason why sometimes it's hard for you to accept your season is because you're trying to tell people about abundance who used to scarcity. Mm-hmm. They don't understand abundance. Yeah. They get in an abundant situation. They like, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And you like, no, let it flow. 
it's abundant around here. And so getting around you, Mark, Neil, talking to y'all all the time, and it was never a, I'm doing better than you. It was always, big trap. Yeah. I see you. Mm-hmm. Boy, you working. And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm trying to get like you. So that type of thing helped encourage me to know this where I belong at. Yeah. And then I'll never forget, Marcus told me something one day. He said, say, dog, I ain't even going to lie to you, bro. Like, I got plans for our children growing up together. You can't go back to the streets. Mm. He said, I see my daughter growing up with your, we just took them after we had the dinner, when we all took our daughters to the yep. dinner. Yep. That was so amazing to me, that bro. That was amazing, bro. That was amazing to me. Like we went to dinner, we treat our daughters to dinner, then we went to Disney, mm-hmm. they had the experience. Bro, I felt like I was one of the children. <laughs> I was like, damn, bro, this is dope to be a dope dad around other dope dads. Yeah. And nobody not tripping on, no, my daughter bought this. No, hey, bring the bill. Right. <laughs> Just bring the bill, man. Right. You know, what we going to right, we going to pay for it. Yeah. And I, that made me feel like, damn, that's, damn, that's, some, that's good right here. Yeah. And so those things helped me internally. Yeah. Externally, I'm like, bro, I'm, you know, I kept it on my shoulder. Like, I'm from the streets, man. Yeah. But. When I went to go do Ellen, I'm doing something like that. It was those moments that kept me from being like, nah, it's like, yo, I belong here. Mm-hmm. So Marcus always tell me, bro, when I see you full your leg, I know you about to give him some stuff they ain't never heard of. <laughs> he like, when I see this trap right here, I know all the books coming out. You. Yes, I, know all, I, know, <laughs> I know all the audios coming out. <laughs> you. I know everything. So it's situations like that that help me realize I deserve to be in the moments. Mm-hmm. And this what I've been prepping for. This what I've been reading for. This what I was homeless for. Everything that I've been through is was needed for me to get here so I can speak with the passion, so I can speak with the knowledge, so I can use those analogies because somebody going to hear me and be like, yup, that's my guy. Yeah. So it, it's easy for me to deal with, bro. I'm not even lying. Y'all Man. had a hand in that. Man, listen, I had so even in the stuff that you were saying, I had to, only because I got a meeting in four minutes, but I had to reserve all of my questions because there's a lot. There's a lot to it. Even at the point where people are making all this money, I remember like certain conversations with you like, bro, I find myself not having enough when I got way more than enough mm-hmm. only because other people are setting a higher bar. And I remember yeah. you like, yo, I got to stop talking to y'all dudes. Yeah, facts. <laughs> and I saw it. I, I, I got a chance to see that. Trap like, hold on, hold on. I, I feel like I don't like what's happening here. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm chasing something else right now. Yeah. So that's why again I just got a meeting in three minutes. Ooh, that would have been good too. We got yo, listen, that was actually that was actually my hook in making sure Shot come back. You know what he said? Toe tap. That's what I'm talking about. So trap when we get you back in the hot seat. Facts. You coming back, right? Nah, this is my home. Yeah, it is. That's a fact. That's a fact. Listen, Social proofers. <laughs> Trap, close this out, man. Give us a message. Tell us to do something. We need some marching orders. Um, my, my my main goal that I would say everybody is, if you allow them to feed you, you give them permission to starve you. Facts. Don't let nobody starve you. Social proofers, don't let nobody starve you. <laughs> I'm going to have a name by the time you get back. Andrew, they got uh, Creatures of Jekyll Island on audio? Yep. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna read that. I'm gonna, no, read, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna audio it. I come back when you finish that. Say less. Hey man, make sure you on 
Uh, Wall Street looks like us now. Network on YouTube every single Tuesday. Trapping Tuesdays. Uh, makes you download the audio, man. This brother is prolific, as you saw. Literally, I've been. I was in school for at least twelve years. Two <laughs> years in college. I never heard none of that. None of that, bro. And the way the way he painted the picture was like a movie. Yeah, I saw K back there like. <laughs> I heard I yeah. heard that like <laughs> We gotta get some popcorn next time Trapper But thank you so much brother man yeah, Listen, brother. Make sure y'all follow my brother Wall Street Trapper And yeah. all he's doing okay Follow his greatness But also go get you some social proof Meaning go build something But it is your obligation It is your duty To come back to your community And teach your community How you did what you did Alright we are out of here Peace Good job bro when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.